0: This podcast is brought to you by MetaFitX Pilates Bootcamp. MetaFitX Pilates Bootcamp is the most complete workout you will ever do. Where we start out each class with high interval training where you're using your body weight exercise. We're using TRX straps, slam balls, and then many other different uh, props and body weight stuff to get that heart rate up, to get that caloric burn that you're looking for, to, to, to lose that weight, and to get in. Re- great and amazing shape and at the end of each class we end with traditional pilates both on the mat and utilizing the pilates springboard and the purpose of pilates just reintegrating everything that you've you've done back into the body again you're strengthening the body you're toning and you're lengthening the body and we're working on that uh on the whole um structure of the body and the alignment of the body. So it's super, super important to your everyday life. You're also going to see muscle tone happening because of the Pilates, that core strength, working on the lower back strength. All that stuff is, is a huge factor in the Pilates. So Right now, for all you guys listening to these podcasts, right now it's 10% off for one month of membership. That's 10% off. You just give us a call. It's 585-425-1113. Or you can email Steve at meTA-fitx.com and let us know that you heard us from the podcast, and we will get you hooked up with your 10% off for that first month. And thanks a lot, and I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. <laughs> What's up, everyone? It is Rodney and Steve with Inspire Living. Today, we have Carla Jambrone, and she's a certified uh, yoga instructor since 2007. She um, was trained by many masses, which we can get into and talk about a little bit as well. And with their wisdom, she has created a unique flow that works for everybody. She loves anatomy, physiology, and does research on how yoga works emotionally through the vagus nerve and physiologically on all body systems. She aims to courageously live her dreams and to provide effective tools through the four pillars of movement, strength, growth, and peace, and to inspire uh, everybody's lives, and her own lives, and everybody else's as well. And uh, yeah. welcome Carla to the podcast. Thank you. Yeah. It's so awesome to have you. And were we talking about quickly? The, what I didn't see on here is you're also, um, you're. What else do you? You're. You're uh, have. What, Thank you. Yeah, there's other things that you do besides okay, what's on So we can okay, get into that a little sure, bit Sure,
1: yeah, too. we can start. We're, uh, so I'm a what you could call a many-lifer.
0: A many-lifer. A
1: many-lifer. many-lifer. That's an ode to my one of my dearest friends I grew up with, whose mother used to use that term about just being able to have the blessing and the opportunity to create your life in many different ways and to recreate yourself as you get older. So, in a nutshell, I've been a high school English teacher. I've been in business for over 30 years, and now I'm a psychologist. And along the way, yoga found me.
0: You're going to have fun with us. It's yeah. Psychology.
1: Oh, you're yeah. going to talk about whatever we're a bunch you guys of want. <laughs> well, right? <laughs> so, this is here. good <laughs> stuff. <laughs> you know what? Everybody goes to yoga for the same reason, and that's to heal. Right. So, we're all healing from something. So, exactly. let's get deep into that. But um Yeah, so I'm a many lifer. I've done a lot of stuff, and um, I'm very blessed to have that opportunity in my life. So I'm just, yeah. So when did you
2: find yoga? Like, what was your first experience?
1: So I was a gymnast as a kid, and I would go to yoga probably at least two or three times a year uh, for the last 25, 30 years. And I would come out of there and think, what the hell is going on? I should love this was a gymnast. I should love this, but it would be so frustrating because people would just be there oming and have white sheets on their head. And I thought that was strange. And, um, so long story short, I was a runner and I did marathons. My kids were teenagers and, um, I got injured and my daughter actually said, mom, you got to go to this class. It's hot and you're going to love it. You're going to sweat and you're going to really enjoy it. So I did. And you know, it found me, it was you power yoga. I went because I love to sweat and to work out, and it just, it took, and within five or six weeks, I was doing back bends again. I was in my 40s. That um, was a long time ago now, and it just opened up, and then I nice. got on that path, so. And
2: then it, what uh, s- kind of stimulated you to want to teach
1: I didn't want to teach. I had no interest in teaching, to be honest, which is so funny because I'm a teacher by training. My first my first job as a teacher, I'm a certified English and reading teacher in New York State. I teach a lot through my my doc work and my psychology degree. But um, the owner of the studio said, hey, you should teach. And I'm like, I don't have time for that. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I had a WBE contract at Kodak for 24 years. I was working my head off. My kids were teenagers. Who has time? Right. But she also asked a friend of mine, who we went through the same program together. And I'm like, if you do it, I'll do it. So I'm one of those people. Like, if my friend, you know, I need people to do it with me. I don't like to go by myself. (laughs) So um, she's like, okay. Well, Hurricane Wilma hit the Yucatan Peninsula in 2005, the week we were supposed to go to training. And I had already started teaching, and we didn't go to training. It was one of the only trainings I canceled there. And about four months later, then I went to Hawaii, And took a full-on level one training and was super intense. And I just got to heal all this stuff in my body because I was was injured as a kid, like seriously injured. And I literally thought I was having an exorcism. at night it I, I, because there was so much yoga it was so intense I was so tired just yeah. from flying to Hawaii and being up for 14 hours a day doing yoga thinking we were going to teach how to teach when we were really teach, learning how to be Ourselves through yoga. That's funny. You
0: that's, know, that's. I mean, we were that's talking about. It. I think your cat took a human shit. By the way. Yeah, she does that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> did she flush? We were, we were talking about this before she but doesn't, She
2: doesn't like to bury it. It's wow. awesome. And she usually does it right when Funky we start the
0: podcast. Bird. What's her name? Piper. Oh. <laughs> she's becoming a, a star woman. on the podcast. <laughs> she's the star.
1: She'll get her attention one way or the other. So we were
0: talking about Reiki just before the podcast yeah. as well. And then Rodney, you had just done a. You and uh, Say just did a uh, a thing over the on Friday. We tell talk a little about this, but what remind, what, what you were saying reminded me of you know I've I've uh, I'm a Reiki two practitioner. Yeah, me too. And uh, I've done a ton of it. And I, I did a, I got certified in New York and. Um, some of the most intense experiences same idea i've yeah. left my body a couple times it was it was pretty it's pretty crazy you feel and you feel exhausted afterwards and just feel like you're you're getting like a spiritual enema so to speak you know it's like So <laughs> I, yeah. I, I get that it's, it's 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 um i've never had the same experience since then you know
1: yeah that's so interesting um, because i remember feeling like holy cow I, I literally wake me up in the middle of the night my back hurts so bad mm-hmm. and as it happens i really believe that you get what you need all the time whether you know you need it or not right and the woman next to me was a do so she's an osteopath and she's like what's wrong with you and i'm like my back hurts so bad she She's like, let me look at you. And she literally cracked my back and realigned me. She's, your back is so out. And I basically walked around with that for my whole life, since I was hit by a car when I was five years old. Wow. And um, so well. it started... <laughs> so there's one. So it started to heal. So that's the yoga story. And I just kept getting better and, and and feeling better and feeling... I read a book recently, I'll talk about it in a minute if you want, but it was about... Um, there was a phrase in this book, and it was about being able to have more of myself available. So I got to be more myself.
0: Mm-hmm. That makes sense.
1: Through this opening and through this healing yoga thing. And
0: well, we always talk about that in the podcast. So you take care of and this I think this kind of goes along the same lines. You start to take care of yourself first. Yeah. Then you're able, you have, that's a great way to put it. You have more of yourself to be able to give to others. You know, yeah. when you're at peace with yourself. Yeah. Then you're clear-headed enough to take on other people's help people out or guide them and in they're in their, and on their journey help guide them on their journey and and be supportive in what they need you know yeah I it's like
2: fun. I mean I even experienced that this weekend like you know I did the Reiki thing on Friday night which was amazing I went to see Tom Green on Saturday which oh <laughs> he's, he's hilarious he's still playing. and then I did the the tribe yoga thing all oh, day yeah on Sunday right. and like so it was just a packed weekend of fun stuff and like who I showed up as on Monday at work was so full and I yeah. like I think to myself like if I could show up like this like I'm unstoppable like I, I, I just am I, smooth my words come out great like right. and I, I really show up with compassion and love <laughs> and wanting to help people versus like when I'm tired and I haven't done anything and I've been playing video games with the kids and like yeah. you know I'm I'm just half of Rodney
1: yeah. Yeah. And we don't want to be that. So I, I'm wondering if we could just, this just occurred to me because it's something I always do before I speak to groups and d- do stuff at my studio. And so I'm wondering if we could just take a minute and just ground together and just ask like the universal energy to move through us in a way that allows us to be open and for our words to land with your listeners in a way that's powerful for them. So that our channel is open and that we become that, you know, that space where people get moved. And we can just put our hands down here like that. Um, That people get moved by this energy and this this conversation in a way that's super powerful for them. So I'm even just going to ask your listeners, just take a deep breath in. And exhale out your mouth and let it go. And that... Your listeners, just give us a moment of energy and prayer for us so that we speak to them in a way that's meaningful and powerful for them. So, cool.
2: I like that. That's Thank
1: awesome. you. That it it sure
2: reminds me a, a little right? Like the breath, yeah. just like how good it feels for that exhale. Yeah. Like, and it just kind of, it's this life force we have that's always available and it's always there. Yeah. But, you know, like... Why is it in stressful times, like in stressful things, you'll catch yourself not breathing? You'll it's, catch yourself, like whether it's a yoga pose or it's just like an argument with somebody, mm-hmm. you'll feel like, mm-hmm. and then you start panic breathing. You're like,
1: <sighs> it's phys- that's a physiological response. That's yeah. why I went back to school for my PhD. That question is phenomenal. And it so, opens so up. So, why
0: does it happen then? And what's yeah, because
1: the your flight or flight response, right. which is an axis in your body, takes charge and the energy literally moves out of this your chest and your breathing and your calm response to your legs and your core and your arms so that if you have to run, those um, areas of your body are energized. And you don't really need a lot of breath to do that. And to breathe deep and to relax, your limbs get light and they get soft. And so if you're in flight, um, fight or freeze response. the the energy, the physiological energy in your body is moving away from your um Parasympathetic nervous system, which is your relaxation, your rest and digest, mm-hmm. your, right? Good sleep is when your parasympathetic is in charge. But when we're upset or we're, you know, we feel like we're having a fight with someone or we're threatened in any way, the energy, our sympathetic nervous system says, take care of that shit. And our legs get ready and our belly gets tight and we're ready to fight flight. Or freeze. Yeah. So it's a real physiological wow. response that's um, body-based, and there's a ton of research about it. Super interesting. Yeah,
0: so in, in Kung Fu, because I did, I did Kung Fu mainly, but I did do some, we talked about this a lot in Tai Chi as well, and that is um, the, and, and uh, I'm wondering if you have some science behind this as well, which would be interesting, is that especially in Tai Chi, you know, you're know, you moving very slowly and your whole body is relaxed. You're completely focused mm-hmm. so that at any point, if you are attacked, you can react immediately. Mm-hmm. Like your body goes from being that nice, relaxed, focused mm-hmm. to that immediate being able to tense and being able to just crush or defend yourself or whatever you need to do yeah. in that situation to be able to do that. So how is that? What yeah. makes that? I mean, so now you're not tense you're completely relaxed which you at a dime you're just trained to go immediately into that mm. tense you know, yeah, things. that active, yeah. So what's what's happening what's there? The
1: biology. Well, so it's super cool because um, first of all, that's why we train in yoga, power yoga, especially because we we engage the body and then we relax. We right. engage and relax. So if you look at animals who are threatened, you can mm-hmm. go on any National Geographic show or any show about animals, and you can see the way they respond to a threat. They engage and then immediately they literally shake it off. And they go back to baseline normal. They don't carry around that tense tight feeling Mm -hmm. into their day. So as humans, because we have a frontal cortex before, because we have a more highly developed system, if you will, than an animal, we still have what they have, which is the ability to go into it and the ability to come down. But we get stuck. So a, we get stuck, right? This is the, 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 the essence of humanity. Is like we get stuck on stuff. And so when we're threatened, we can tense up and we can go into that fight, flight, or freeze response. But our bodies, unless we're trained, don't come down easily. So this is why there's so much work right now about trauma response in people, and especially if kids are traumatized when they're little. Their body gets stuck in a pattern that doesn't come down easily. And there's a lot of research on it, tons. In fact, Um, one of the best known people is um, Peter Levine, and he wrote a book called Waking the Tiger. And he talks all about what I'm talking about. about Yeah. And so, like, the the martial arts are all about training the same response, control of that response system. So, if you think of yoga, which is our common, like, thing that's bringing us together right now but if you think of warrior two you have an opened lower body your upper body's in one direction you're moving in two directions at the same time right but you're rooted and you're grounded and the essence of warrior two especially because it's just my favorite pose just I love it but you are ready for anything and so whenever we're in that pose and we're really in it and we're aligned and we're breathing we should be able to move in any direction and then come right back and so it, when I teach I like to teach that like moving into a little sequence and then coming back to warrior 2 in the depth and in that sense of presence it's the same thing we're talking about the the body's response to threat and to activation activation of the sympathetic nervous system the the system that controls you know your legs and your core and your digestion and the ones that control your you know your ability to react so that we really get control over that of yoga, which feels in yoga, which feels so good because we know yeah. what that feels like, right? Feels
0: so good. Yeah, feels we, so we good. do the same thing in mar- yeah, we de- definitely the same thing in martial arts. that a lot, it was yeah, it was pretty pretty. Especially when you fight, when we, when we would spar, you know, the more relaxed. I was, or you, you are. The more that you can, number one, you're, you can last longer. You're not like dying within 30 seconds. Right. But also, you can really react appropriately to what's going on around you. It's yeah. pretty amazing, you know. Yeah. So
1: I love, love that. It. Love it. Yeah. So the ability to respond rather than to react. Right. Reactive reaction doesn't. It tends to hold. Right. Where response is like, I dealt with that threat, and it's gone. Right. Yeah.
2: Shouldn't that be, like, all our inter- interactions? You yeah. Know? yeah,
1: ideally. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then the best interactions, I think the m- ones that are most therapeutic, the ones that are most helpful, the ones that are most connected, are when our sympathetic nervous system doesn't have to be activated. Right. Right? So if we've had trauma in our lives as kids, um, we tend to gauge normal interaction on a more... Uh, let's say, troubled way, where it's like, wait, does that mean like it's over with us? You know, does that mean our relate? If we have to have a conflict, then that's it. So it allows us, if we don't have that traumatic experience, to just go with the flow, really. Literally go with the flow. Right. Yeah, the river of integration, like it's talked about a lot by Dr. Daniel Siegel. He's an MD and he talks about chaos and control. Right? And when we're when we're not in chaos or control we're in the river of integration where we're just that's ready
0: it's like the buddhist principle of the middle path too. exactly
1: completely same, same yeah exact it's the same thing. idea just, you know buddhism yeah. and psychology
0: i love i love the i, I love the uh, cuz i grew up so in such a fucking screwed up religious household mm-hmm. i love the idea of you got right and wrong and i always just say i just i live right between right and wrong i, I love just, that. I this i just i just go down that path you know and then, yeah. you know it's it's that's me is helped me out a lot just to yeah. just to live life yeah see exactly. I think I just did wrong for so long that
2: I figured out what right was right <laughs> right. you know you like right. like okay I, I know what this wrong has been getting me mm-hmm. and like okay if I don't want the results of the wrong I should do that over there
1: right mm-hmm. give us an example but, oh like one of the epiphany oh. moments where you're like okay that shit's gotta end
2: I think I mean uh I think one big thing with me, and I've talked about this before, but it's, uh, I used to be, like, I I had the character of Rodney for many years, like, Mm -hmm. growing up, because, you know, I think I was also abused as as a kid. I was sexually abused, and I think that affected a lot in me, but Mm -hmm. I, uh, I got lots of fights, not because I wanted to, because I felt like I had to. I had to protect myself, and I didn't want people to think I was weak, um, and I would spend... I spent many years doing that, and I created this like crazy, like Rodney, you know, and people, and I almost had to live up to this character I created. How and,
1: old were you when that happened? That was a horrific experience. Oh,
2: uh, I was was my, I was maybe eight, yeah. or younger.
1: And your response then was that you probably couldn't fight.
2: Well, well, it's crazy because that whole situation, I buried it. Yeah. And it wasn't until therapy with Max wife that it came out. And like it was something that I knew that was always there. Yeah. But it was wild when I actually verbalized it out. Like yeah. how my soul felt afterwards. Like I felt better. Yeah. And course. it was something that like it's like this thing that's in there and you see it and you knew it happened and it did happen and but at the time I never like I, I didn't want to tell my parents and I didn't want to say anything. You know, it was a kid that lived next door that was older.
1: How much older this kid?
2: He was babysitting me. Mm. Um maybe five to ten years older, maybe.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know. Um and wow. I remember like just like sitting there with Max wife at my house and just be like, Do you know what? This and this and this and this happened to me. And like and then I just broke down. Mm but i think like before that like i spent a lot of time of my life just like playing this role that i sh- thought i should play mm-hmm. like i need to you know you know especially like kind of the typical man the man up right like we're raised in, to be a certain way just as men yeah. You know, that's a um,
1: whole big topic. That's huge.
2: It's huge. That's and, huge. And I think as a parent with two boys, like I really tried to express like love and compassion with them, like mm-hmm. almost overly.
1: Yeah. There's a know. great book about it. You should read it. It's called Raising Cain and it's about raising boys so that it protects their emotional life. Um, it's really a great book. And one that we, one of the things we do at my studio, Flourish Yoga Project, is we bring books and we talk about this stuff. And we have panels, and we just did "Soul Friends" by Stephen Cope, which is about the nature of your relationships. It was super powerful, really interesting. I've heard of him before. He's great. He's um, uh, Stephen Cope is um, like an associate something or other at Kripalu. I forget his exact title, but he's a writer and he's written many good books. Um, but it addresses these things, so you might yeah. want to just like just yeah, consider yeah. that your behaviors that you know about kind of being the tough Rodney. Those were behaviors that you, in some way, needed but couldn't express just because you were eight years old at that time in that situation. Like, if you could have been that tough, runaway, punch you in the nose kind of guy, maybe that wouldn't have happened. So, deep down, we recreate the situation so that we change the result, right. even though at the time we couldn't. That's right. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. this is kind of this is very um, trauma based. And um, so, when we have a trauma, it's a fragmented story memory. Yeah. And so then the the process of really therapeutically healing that is to put that story together so that it makes sense and so that you recreate like the feeling of not being a victim victim literally flight fight or flee because that pattern gets stuck in your head of you know just acquiescing or freezing or passing out. Or running away, or like over expressing, right? Right. So those are the kind of the feelings that we want to.
2: So when we bury someone as a human, like say yeah. if we, even if, if something bad happens to us, or say we do something bad, or whatever, yeah, I guess vice either versa.
1: Either way, trauma. Um, it's trauma. Either way. And we
2: way. just like try to put it in the back of the closet. Yeah. Does that ever go away, or is that like something like that can go away, or is yeah. that something that like if we pretend it's not there?
1: yeah
0: it stays there right
1: yeah well one of my favorite teachers says what you resist persists
0: that becomes like your root too what you resist persists that's that's
1: so yeah so if you resist that you know it's gonna express in different ways and so it colors your
0: world a lot it colors your
1: world and it comes out in ways that you're maybe not even conscious of but to the hope and the good news and the beautiful news is that there is healing happens Yoga is a very healing thing. Therapy knows how to treat those memories. And the best way that you can treat them is to talk about them with someone who's experienced in holding that for you and helping you to bring those memories together for your healing. Because that's all that it matters is so that that shadow doesn't block out the light of your life. So we all have shadows, right? But they don't have to be huge. They don't have to block our light. They can just kind of be there. Like I was hit by a car, and I couldn't move for six weeks, and the doctor was a real masochist who made me pass out because he touched the bed, and I couldn't I couldn't breathe. It hurt so bad. There were weights on the bed, and they don't use that technique anymore. To bro- It was for a broken leg. Um, but I would just, like, pass out. He would come in the room, and I'd be, like, hypervigilant because I screamed the first time he did it, and then he put his arm on the weights more. It was torture. Wow. Yeah. And then you were... I was five. You were five. Wow. And they this, like they did brutal things back then, Were just really, they were protocol at the time. It was 1969. Um, yeah, So, but that doesn't mean that that has to be a pattern. But I held that pattern in my life until yoga helped me wow. really untangle it. And it expressed in a lot of pain that I just carried. Right. So in a way, it was so um, parallel to what happened to me. I couldn't move, and when it hurt too bad, I passed out. And it happened over and over again when I was in that hospital bed for six weeks, right? right? And so, like, I just carried this, this pain for so long. I didn't even know it was there. And I could muscle through anything. I mean, wow. like, you can't imagine the stuff, Right. And so then when it heals, then you're like, oh, cow, that's a pattern. And then you just bring real compassion. You know, you got to have, because we all go through stuff, hard stuff.
2: And how did that, like, kind of surface later in your life?
1: Just like, well, I was just kind of tough. Like, you wouldn't think so, because, I mean, I'm 5'2 on a good day. (laughs) (laughs) I have two brothers. I kind of have big hair. I guess I'm kind of girly looking, they say. But I was really kind of tough in my life. I worked in the construction industry for thirty some years. I mean, we went to bat with the heavyweights, and I wasn't gonna lose. And that was that came up a lot. And I didn't. I mean, we would just. It was rough. It was kind of. It's a rough industry, and it took its toll on me. Um, but uh, I also have two brothers who toughened me up a lot. But I'll give you a quick example. So my first yoga training, the one where I thought I was having an exorcism in my spine. Mm-hmm. The first night we were there forgive me this person if you ever hear this i won't use your name but he got up there and he was crying about living in one country and his kids were in another country it was one o'clock in the morning and i was exhausted and we were flew all the way to hawaii hadn't slept in 20 some hours and this guy's up there crying in front of a bunch 100 people that he did not know i was i couldn't take it i was like what the f really? Who would do that? Like, I had no compassion at all. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Wow. I want to go to bed. I don't care what your story is. Like, I did not care. I was so hard and I just was, I just was like, no way. Literally. And he went on, I swear he went on for 20 minutes. And, but then as the week went on, the good news is I'm not, you know, made of stone, but the as the week went on and I healed myself, my back, my I got aligned, I was like, oh finally, right? Then I could really just sit with his pain. Cause I could not listen to that shit at the first day. I was so hard, I'm like, fuck what? What guy would do that? No way. I was not standing up there and crying in front of anyone. But yeah. by the end of the week, so I was kind of There's a tough that, little that, nut. What
2: guy would do that? Uh, right? And I had life.
1: that, and I get it. And it was because I literally had no compassion for myself.
2: Right.
1: You know, I got really hard through those experiences, Not, but the pattern persisted. Because, I mean, I think in an ideal world, if I could go back, and I wouldn't change it because I don't regret any of it. I learned so much. But I was an English teacher. I worked with this all the time, and yet I had the opportunity to really be in my, my husband's construction business which we started before I became a teacher and then it just was like I had two kids I was working two jobs for ten years I'm like okay enough of that so I, I stuck with our business and it just it just made me really hard and um was and it, it mostly
2: like men dominated business it's
1: all men oh yeah. my god I would have to go toe to toe and then eventually which really sucks I would have to say to my husband listen you have to make this call because you know we never not got paid because I was like literally on it you have to be Right. You have to be, because it's a it's a hard industry. But I see what it did to me. But, and you know, maybe in a perfect world, I would have stayed teaching and blah, blah. But who knows? You know, that's your path. Your path is your path. But We're, now I'm a psychologist, and I listen to people's pain all the time. No, How's that for irony?
0: I know, mean, <laughs> <that> right? <laughs> it's I enjoy it, probably.
1: I do. I love it. I mean, I really, I, it's it's it makes your heart just wrench in many ways, but it's real connection with people. Right. And so there's the power of the therapeutic side, and... I love it I've learned so much and again I just go back to this beginning I'm just blessed to be able to be in my third career you know at 53 (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's so cool did you grow up here? I grew up in Buffalo Buffalo? I'm a Buffalo girl south of Buffalo yeah
2: so what was your family life like?
1: Oh my gosh! I had the best family life. My parents. My mother said, "Don't cry at school. That might be a clue." <laughs> 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 Never cry at school. She's Irish. There was no crying at school or at <laughs> all, really. Anyway, my dad's Sicilian, so and I no. look just like his mother. Yeah, <laughs> if I put my hair up in a bun and make a very serious face, I am this exactly look like his mother. Um, and so we were. It's funny because my dad being Sicilian and we just identified with that like we weren't the fact that my mother was Irish was incidental just that was the nature of the household (laughs) there's a book there's a book in there for sure somewhere so you know my my brothers and I were very competitive with each other my dad kind of did that we were my parents very much valued education um and we played games a lot. We played cards. My mother taught me how to type when I was five. Damn it. I wish she never had. <laughs> I would have been in that business forever. You're
2: a D- typer.
1: I don't know how to type. <laughs> yeah. I
2: know. I'm a horrible typer. So am <laughs> I. My Girls and it. Girls intimidates
1: me. Oh, my <laughs> God. Well,
2: they my type other? faster than I can actually talk.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's phenomenal. Yeah. My mother was an executive secretary, and then she was a finance girl. So she, did, she was a um, village clerk and a controller for a town. And uh, she's just one of those people, super...
2: So Buffalo to Rochester, how'd you end up on that road?
1: Yeah. I love... So first of all, I just want to... I love Rochester. Rochester's home, but I'm a Buffalo girl. And there's a big difference. And the people listening know. The people know. There's a big difference between. But um, we had a contract with Kodak, and we moved here when um, we were doing Kodak in 1994, working there as their resident contractor, and we were also fireproofing um, Bausch and World Headquarters. And so we had a lot of work here, but the sidebar is... My husband says we moved here for Kodak, and I'm like, no, we didn't. We moved here because he got cancer, and I could no longer say no, I wasn't moving to Rochester. Wow. So I worked for a long time, and I was teaching English, and I had a great job, and I loved it, but he got sick. And I kind of had to take over stuff, so we moved here. It was really hard. I didn't want to move here. I mean, all my friends and my family and we were there. You know? Yeah. Right. And then we did, We had a baby after that. So my daughter now is twenty, going to be 24. She was a miracle. Because after he had cancer, we had her. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she had a miracle girl. So we moved. Yes. It was hard. Wasn't my favorite. But it worked out. Does it yeah. feel like
2: home now? Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it does. That's in many ways. But my heart will always be in Buffalo. I'm so proud of Buffalo for everything they've done and become. and
0: they, they've really but, grown and yeah. become a lot. I mean, I yeah since when I moved away from here for a while for about 12 years 13 years and then and just coming back in that 12 13 year span they seem to have really yeah. grown a lot and got a lot more industry there and a lot more of uh, the hip hipster type yeah, they've come along. Going you know there, it took guess, them a but, long
1: time we were there I mean my dad worked at the rail um, on the Buffalo Railway and the steel plant when it went out of business, you know, went bankrupt and that was in the late nineteen seventies and I remember that as a kid, you know, we saw a lot of families really suffer and they fell fast, where the transition in Rochester from the big manufacturing, Kodak, you know, it took a longer time.
2: It was like a slow bleed. It was
1: a slow burn. But you know, a lot of people yeah, spun was. off. There wasn't it wasn't as bad in a way. You yeah. know? Um, so yeah, so that's how we got here and I'll just be a Western New Yorker. That's my, there you my go. gig.
2: <laughs>
0: there you go. I mean, I, a lot of people like to hate on Rochester, but I think I really love it. I haven't. I I've, 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 I've had a tough time coming back. I've been here back here for three and a half years. It's been tough. I, from, I I'll admit from New York City
1: from the city, yeah. Yeah, but so, you grew up here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: But it's, it's What's been the toughest thing for you? Yeah. It, it. You know, it's 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 been hard for me just to get to know people, and then people are very seem very shut down and closed and in their own worlds or in New York City maybe it's partly because there's so many people down there and it's easy they're more accessible but here it's just like people work their fucking 95 job they go home and they hang out with their kids they have dinner they watch TV and they go to sleep and nobody wants to hang out or do anything you know Mm -hmm. and it's just like Really, but I do you, you want to hang out do things? all the time? And I do do it all the time. Every single weekend, I'm doing stuff. We're doing stuff. You know, yeah. I'll bring my kids, and we get babysitters. babysitter, depends on what the environment is. But yeah. it's just like I, I, I don't try and get the Steve to go out to dinner with Sadie and I for like. Oh, it's a like month now. Yeah, but that's that was that's that's been babysitter issues. Okay, and the last time was was um, baby. No, my wife had to work. That was last week. Um, well, still waiting. We will. We, we're going to definitely do it. <laughs> we're still definitely going to do it. For sure but you know I don't, you know I, know I, I don't my mean. life my life my my <laughs> life does not end because I have kids and I got married you know what I mean yeah. it's like and I that has been my biggest struggle I haven't given up on good Rochester, don't give up you know which never, is one of the reasons why, why we do the podcast and stuff, and, and I have the business, you know. But it's tough, you know. It's tough to find that, and then yeah. to have good conversation. I don't want to talk about a fucking video game you're playing, or I don't want to talk about the TV show you I watched last night. Find you know. Right I agree with you, and it's just like getting into that right environment. And that's that's what we, that's what I've been. My wife and I will talk about because she's super frustrated. You know, she didn't grow up here. It's very wow. different for. It's yeah, harder it's hard. for her. Yeah. You know. Um, so I, I, you know, I think that that's. That's been the tough, very conservative town.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say you know? that. Yeah, and I'm gonna, and I'm
0: not conservative person at all. Yeah. So, um, to, yeah. That. So it's so it's it's that I think that's always been a that's been a bit of a struggle and. and you know, I had a very successful business in New York City and here it's been way harder than it was in New York City and I thought it would be the opposite, you know what I mean? I'm like, if I can do this in New York City, I can totally do Do this in Rochester. Yeah, that's what I'm realizing. So The
1: apple has moved.
0: Yeah, right. So, but you know, I've met a lot of cool people. I've met Rodney, I've met met a lot of cool people on the podcast, I've met you today, so I've met a lot of really awesome people that that I'm excited about And, um, and that network is just growing. So that's, that's what I. Re- that's what I'm just focusing on. Yeah. It kind of elaborate
2: on that. Like, I mean, I kind of feel you in some ways. Um, you know, like one thing I've, I've a promise I made my, to myself a while ago was like, if it doesn't serve me, drop it. Exactly. Get rid of it. And yeah. through doing that in my life, and like, I, believe me, if it doesn't serve me or something I'm, I shouldn't be doing, whether it's a job or relationship or anything, I just I back away from it. Yep. Um, but it gets lonely. Yep. Because all of a sudden you're running, you're like all these old groups of friends that are going to the bars or that are just living kind of a monotonous, unexciting earth. you know, it doesn't align with who I am type of life. All of a sudden I find myself kind of alone a little bit on an island, Yeah. you know, and I was talking to Cindy about this, like I know tons of people but I don't have a lot of friends. I know a lot of people and, right. and like I'm quote unquote, like friendly with mm-hmm. lots of people. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of Facebook friends, but mm-hmm. like as far as people coming and hanging out and doing stuff like that, there's not that many.
1: I'd say yeah. the difference. It's interesting that you're all. You're, you're. Yeah, I know exactly what you guys are talking about. And my kids just moved back from San Diego and North Carolina. My older daughter and her husband, and they would say exactly what you're saying. It's just a harder town to break into. People seem to be more in their routines. It's more conservative. And I remember, like, I don't know, it was a while back, and I just said to a friend of mine, I'm like, hey, just come over whenever you want. Like, just stop by. Yeah. She's like, I'm never going to stop by, and I don't want you to do that either. I'm like, what the f? That's <laughs> the Buffalo. You stop by, what do you, and you you just don't even knock. You come in and you make yourself some tea or whatever you got. That's,
0: why, that's the way I am. And That's the, the way
1: I mean. am. And so I think that we have to change the the sea what the, the sea change here, and you have to do that, and you have to let people know it's okay. Because like tonight, literally, I'm going out to dinner with my neighbors. They live on either side of us. They've come to our daughter's wedding. I love them both, but we've had this dinner date on the calendar for six weeks because that's what it took to get together. Right. I'm like, come on. Do you I think <laughs> that it's like-
2: so And I'm glad for that. Of, I
1: can't wait to see him.
2: Uh, what I've started to notice in the world, too, is that our communities are almost based on social media nowadays. First, like, our communities were, like, our little individual communities. Yeah, where were we know, Back in the day. Now we're, like, in communities, like, online
1: yeah, but with the people that we
2: align with, but, like, that means, like, physically we're far apart from each other. Yeah. We're
0: so you disconnected know? in this like, I don't very connected know world. either of yeah. my neighbors. I don't know anybody,
2: really, in my, like, around here. Yeah. You know? I mean, I kind of do. Some of the right. older guys, but, like, well, and I remember growing up, like, my mom knew everybody, like, yeah. In the whole
1: neighborhood. I know, yeah. they were our, our second, and third, and fourth mothers. Like yeah. get in trouble, yeah. I'm telling on you. Like, you I saw Rodney out.
2: going through the garbage over here.
1: <laughs> My mother said, Well, if you don't want to talk to me about it, go see Joni next door. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's like and we did. It was good. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we need more of that. We need more um, we need more glue. We need more social glue. Yoga provides it in a beautiful way, I think. I think our yoga studios and the communities are really helping, but there's nothing more powerful than your front porch.
2: Yeah. Mm. Stoics. Yeah. Yeah, you know? Yeah.
1: Just get out there and I mean we live on a tree lined cool. street, you have to have your car, all of that. But still being outside, stop over. Right. Drive by and home. you know, just knock on the door. I have a few Steve people might be
0: on your doorstep. <laughs> yeah, right. I have a few people in my life that are that are mm-hmm. like that now. I just had this happen this week, you know. it's like Four thirty in the afternoon, and I'm getting the kids. You know, we get baths going. We've got the routine. They're like, "Hey, you want you want to stop by? We'll, we'll hang out for a little." Bit. I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely." So, in, in the process of, you know, I'm getting my kids. You know, it's just it's fun to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though it's chaotic, and I warn people, I say, "I got I got a five year old and a three year old." Right, yeah. so. It's going to be crazy, but you're more than welcome to come over and join the craziness. You know, My like kids, that. they love it. And, it and actually more better behaved, too, when we have that environment yeah, going on. And then, I, and so people are there, we're doing baths, we're making dinner, mm-hmm. we're hanging out, drinking some wine and I'm getting them the bed Thank and, and people, that's the kind of life. The, the, and then, so we do, we're getting there, you know, and it's like, I love that, you know. theres And don't get me wrong, on the other side, but there are times where it's just like, okay, I need the tonight just the wife and I just the kids we're just chilling out tonight yeah. but it's Hang that's time. not that's doesn't need to be that way all the time I don't the the, rigi- the that's one of the reasons why I don't have a real job you know I can't do a 9 to 5 job and just I would feel like I'm choking to death you know yeah. and slowly. dying slowly, slowly. slowly you know
1: Well I think another thing real quick on Rochester is that it's a very clubby town there's more golf clubs and clubs per capita than many many places definitely anywhere in New York state Oh really? Yeah, and so they people tend to find oh, yeah. their groups through their clubs. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah, and um and so that's a real uh, point of social cohesion, if you will. Right. And so I think that we, I think that a lot of what you're talking about is a result of that.
0: That's po- very possible. Yeah. I think yeah. More, because it's definitely true, and I'm I'm a big culprit of this for sure. I mean, I have the same group of like five or six friends that I grew up with since high school. Yeah. That. Um, most of us moved down to New York City together. Some, a couple of people stayed here, but I had that group and I never really, bran- I branched out a little bit, but not a lot, you know, cause yeah. I was comfortable with that, you know? Yeah. And I was, I grew up as a very shy, shut down child. So I was mm-hmm. almost the opposite of Rodney, you know, <laughs> I was, I was more, I dealt with things by not, by just like, I didn't know what persona to put to the world. So I put none, mm-hmm. or I did put a persona, but not purposely, you know, I kind of Mm -hmm. shut down. So I never got outside of that. So I think that's what happens with the clubs and stuff too. People, they get comfortable within that environment and then they're good to go. And then they're like, "Eh, I don't need anything else. I realize now that the more people that I meet, the more I learn and the more I grow and the more beauty you see in the world. You yeah, know, and the more that. you just see different perspectives, and that's so yeah. fucking important. I just went to a wedding this weekend. If my friends are listening mm-hmm. to this, then this please don't get too pissed off. But I went to the <laughs> wedding, and so at the least with that, I don't yeah,
1: exactly because
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, this is gonna be
1: great. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: these are these are friends of my yeah. these are some of the friends that I had since mm-hmm. high school that I went to. One of my yeah. friends from New York was got got married, and it had been a couple my like, couple of years since mm-hmm. I've seen a couple of them. Especially, and it was awesome, it was nice, it was very warm, you know, it's the, they're the type of friends that you don't see them at all, ever, and then the, there was, like, no time passed. Yeah, I love But that. I could see right away where I could go right back into that old comfortable be- pattern again. Um, You know, I was just, I was, you know, thinking, you know, it'd kind of be nice just to work at a coffee shop and do a meal mm-hmm. job and then just go play music and drink beer with my friends afterwards and do what I was doing before. Because my life right now is super stressful. I'm in the startup business and all that stuff. Yeah. And, then I'm, and I get back and I'm driving back with my wife and I'm saying, see, this is the one of the reasons why I'm glad I don't have them around me. Because that temptation to do that is huge sometimes because it's so comfortable. Yeah. you know. But there's no learning in that. There's no growth in that. There's just the same old thing, and I know myself. I if I were to actually go do that, I'd probably do that for like a year or so, and then I'd be right back to where I am again. Yeah. <laughs> doing the same old shit, doing trying to do it again. Yeah. Do they have that kids?
1: Because I'm thinking they don't have kids. They easily. do. They do. And they they're do. They're all hanging
0: out and just relaxing. Well, well, well I'm saying what I'm saying is, is <laughs> that they're they're working whatever job. I mean, and I'm generalizing. They're not all like this. I'm just saying that's the feeling that that happens. I mean, my one my one friend has a has a really good. Um, he's he's. A, um, um, Sound guy for Pharaoh. For, uh, I think he basically does mostly documentaries and stuff like that. a sound guy for that. So he's pretty successful mm-hmm. with that and stuff mm-hmm. too. So I'm not negating well, him at all. They're great people. Mm-hmm. But I just, I myself, get into that pattern. I could feel it immediately. When See, this is we are different
2: as humans. And like, I, I look at that like if they are cool and have that piece of contentment within mm-hmm. their specific thing. Right. Doesn't mean you'll find contentment within that. Right. Like, you know. Um you know, I think I think if someone saw you know, I never wanted to have that job where it's like, 401 K and health benefits, like it just never
0: I wanna do stuff that's fun. Yeah. So I wanna spend so that my life. wife is pissed off of me all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh just kidding wife.
1: Just kidding, wife. Well, it's always balance, you know. I think what you're saying is it's hard to get into balance. Both of you're saying you, you guys are like chaos and control. (laughs) Right in front of me, (laughs) the river of integration. Right, where's the balance between these things, you know? And that's what we're always struggling. One of the biggest things I realized through my yoga practice and teaching and all that is um, balance is never static. Right, it's not this place we arrive to and we're not moving. We're always moving. We're always growing. We're always wobbling on either side of center. And balance is just that state where you're not on your ass falling down. Right. Yeah. And so there's this wide range for everyone. You know, you go into a tree class and if you could have a little like meter on every body, every needle is moving. Everybody is moving on balance. Yeah. And so we're always just calibrating that breath by breath. And that's the beauty of the practice I think so much is because it allows us to just be okay with that sense of wobbling always. Right. We're always wobbling. When you get into that
0: wobble it's amazing too. Yeah. It feels great. We you know, live that. the
2: yeah. and we were in Tadasana and she has closed her eyes and was just like there's a natural wobble to life.
1: Yeah, that's the wobble. So you're really talking about the wobble. And the wobble gets problematic when we fall down. Yeah, you want a controlled wobble. You want to know, okay, there's my range today, or maybe there's some stuff... I didn't sleep last night or what physiologically, right? We always want homeostasis. We always want a sense of balance, but in our lives, and we're talking about our, our personal our social lives, we just want to not wobble too far to fall down. Yeah, we, we don't want to hang out so much that we don't go to work, right. but we don't want to go to bed every night at 8.30 and have no fun where right. we're becoming a complete bore. We want the pendulum
2: <laughs> to swing back. Yeah, right. it's
1: a good thing to balance. So you
2: guys are talking about community and all this. Um, so. This is for both of you, but like based on like having your individual businesses, how do you build community within a yoga studio or yeah. within a Pilates studio?
1: I love that question because I, that's part of our tagline is you know, yoga and community. Um, there's a lot of ways to build community, there's a lot of ways. And I think, how do you- yeah, so one of the ways I think that we do it is um, just being, we offer community classes for $5. Um, people come, and we've built a water well in Nigeria. We're almost at the end of it. I just sent out a thing about that. Oh, wow. And people are invited to, like, go watch the celebration in Nigeria. Anybody who's come and wants to be part of it, it's going to happen in the spring. Um, I hope to get there. I'm doing uh, other stuff with my studio, so I don't know if I'll get to Nigeria in the spring. But, um, yeah, I think there's a lot of ways. I want, that's one thing we've we've tried, and it's been wonderful that people have been so generous, and um, and yet... You always have that, I don't know, I always get that sense, like, that's so great, it's so awesome, oh my God, we're rocking it. And then I think, gosh, we could do so much more, why isn't that class, like, busting out the door? And it's based, to be honest, it's based on a model by the Africa Yoga Project and the way that they teach and give yoga in their community in Nairobi, which is, my my PhD dissertation, which just got completed in May, but it's about yoga for Kenya people. And one of the things that they do is they give away a free lunch after their yoga uh, Saturday morning yoga class. and they get 250 cool. people into this class. people, young people, old people, it's free. Then they give lunch away. so there's one thing. But they have such a different culture that I'm going to tell you that that model has been implemented. Uh, here and it does it's not the same it's not quite the same and i think there's a bunch of reasons for that we could talk about separately but creating community um there's a lot of ways doing more than just the practice you know, like, opening I, I, it to kids lots of stuff
2: i see like like the, like super successful places, it's like the there are people within there and they like, almost create their tribe. They go to the yoga or Pilates or any fitness like I see it at Empire, right? But they're also doing stuff outside, right? And it's, it's not the teachers, it's not like me, Chris, or Wally at Empire like getting them to go together, but they're always doing these things and you have people within your environment Hanging out and then are talking and I think there's something said when you sweat together or you yeah. go through a, a certain yoga class together there there is a bond right, right. there's something there and it's similar to like the clubs right like we talked about the yeah. clubs like yeah, it's like them. you you go to these classes at midtown together like oh the burbu camp or whatever it may be you know um, but it's it's I think like having a gym that <coughs> failed like that was one thing I lacked getting that community. Stuff, within the gym to like kinda start to flourish.
1: Yeah. You know? I like that. It's hard. It's about building a team and it's best when people row in the same direction as much as possible. Um you know, I think there's a lot of ways to do it. It's not a... Patience, maybe. <laughs> it's, a, it's a vision thing. I yeah. It's a vision thing. And if people are... People... The thing that's... It's just like balance. There's no perfect mm-hmm. arrival point, and then you're there. People will come into the vision, and they'll be there a while, and then they'll flow out of the vision, and they're mm-hmm. doing their thing over there. And then the, people mm-hmm. will flow in, and it's, for me, the biggest lesson for me, and my studio's um, just been open for a year, is just allowing...
0: Just the allowing
1: the flow people yeah. come and they stay and they go and they they'll traverse our will traverse paths again or not for a long time and that's okay right that's okay because we're there and the community's building and yeah so there's a lot of uh a lot I, of think, I think
2: I I've, think I've seen that too like at least in my conditioning classes that there's always a new group there's always some yeah. new people and it's like sometimes I th- you know, you're teaching the same thing so much, you're like, never get old. But it's always a new person in front of you. It's a younger kid that's growing up. People are aging. They're moving on. They're going to college. All this stuff's going on. And it, and it surprises me when it's classes start getting slow and I have smaller classes. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, there's a new crop.
1: Yeah. New people. And they jump in.
2: And then, like, it's still that, that, that community of the gym continues. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's yeah. kind of wild.
1: My favorite thing is like today I had a morning class and there was a girl who came who I've known for years. And she's like, I've been waiting to come to your class. I just finally got here. And I'm like, it was so great because she's never been to the studio before, but I've known her for a long, long time. And it was wonderful, you know, and people just show up as you, as they need to and as you need them to. And
2: Do you find you have like a little extra zeal in those classes when you get like some special people showing up?
1: I hope I bring that to every class, but maybe huh. yeah. <laughs> we'll
2: I do. Know I know are. I do. Yeah. I definitely like. Or yeah. or if it's like to be honest. Like, yeah. Oh, I gotta be on my on game today. Like, if yeah. it's new guys, like, you yeah. know, I gotta talk better. I gotta like explain more and gotta
0: make sure they're okay. Yeah, I think mean, the biggest thing with that is just making sure they're okay and be, and having to be a little bit more detailed than what you explain. Because you have the same people coming all the time. Then it's they you know, know you. They know, they know You. They know they what know to standards. do. Standards. Yeah. You yeah. need to uh, you know, be so. You know, detail, I guess, of what you're saying.
1: Yeah, so. and one of the things I, I like to try to do is I really get their story. They're like, oh, I haven't been here because, and then they fill you in, you know. Um, but then just try to work toward what their concerns are and kind of what took them out, like if they've had a back problem or whatever. We just kind of just tweak it a little bit so it feels um, a bit individualized. You know, I mean, my biggest thing in my studio and something I really believe in is that when you take a class at Flourish, you your whole body gets worked out. So we're not going to just focus on one area. Um, I'm really, I just, I love that because I think it really is the essence of a good flow class. It's definitely like everybody who's listening, if you're not a yoga teacher, this little secret is, is that teachers teach the class they want to take. Right, and I wanna take it totally. <laughs> right, am I wrong? Yeah. Exactly. And so I wanna take a class that works my hips, it works my shoulders. I don't wanna come out there and feel like I'm like stiff in my upper body and yet I'm still sweating because we did X, right? Okay. So I want the whole I want the whole thing.
2: Yeah. I wish I could take my own class sometimes.
1: I know, sometimes I, I think wish that I could just too.
2: Myself to that's, just, that's my biggest thing it. is
1: like I really just wanna be on so i have struggle with that because I tell some of my teachers, I'm like, Well we can't really like I was trained. You know, to teach, to not take the class with the students. Like, you watch them so that you're helping them with their practice and their growing and, you know, keeping people safe. You're not on your mat just, whoo, closing your eyes and going for it. So, but sometimes I'm like, wait, but then it's funny because I've gotten feedback where people from students are like, we love when you demonstrate. Like, ooh, how do I balance that? Like, because if I get up there, man, I could get on a flow and I forget you're even there maybe so the nice balance between just practicing modeling and also just really staying in the room you know (laughs) with the people
2: so this is a question I ask a lot of like yoga teachers or trainers in general how do you find your practice within being a teacher and teaching so many classes and having time for yourself yeah
1: that's rough that's so hard
2: seems to be the general answer
1: yeah it's so yeah it's a struggle
2: I have for sure
1: I just, like, sometimes I think, I just want to go to yoga, screw it. But, um, yeah, it definitely takes its toll in a way. Um, but I think, for me, it's, that reality has allowed me to really open to other people who teach the way I love, and I just go to their class. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'll be at your class because I love it, and I need it, too. And then I just tell my teachers, don't just teach here. come to class, because you don't want to get into that rut, and it can be a real rut. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so you want, a, I mean, it's want. a struggle.
0: Yeah, when I've had teachers, you know, I'm, I'm actually in the process of training a new, new teacher from my studio. And I'm, I'm telling them, you, you got to come to classes. I feel like that that's part of that community, too. Yeah, you huge. Because when the, when, the, um, when the members of your facility see the trainers coming yeah. regularly, then they get excited about it. And they like it even more creates that that bond of that community you know and so it's very important when the trainers start don't come at all then you get start to i start to think they're just they just want a quick paycheck you know they just you yeah. know they're not into this and i think it's very important that they yeah. are a part of it as much as they possibly can be and coming and training and, i agree and, and taking the classes and,
1: i tell my teachers stuff. i'm like why should our students come to class if you don't right or if we right. don't
2: I know that's why important. should they I'm just thinking about myself like I never go to like where I teach yeah. it's in Greece it's just far yeah. so like I could go there for free I'd rather just you know living in, in downtown it's yeah, like, sometimes
1: it's a lot of proximity and I, I know yeah. there's a balance with that too but it's good to show up and I think people I, yeah, need to know that I you know we're more. creating more than just I mean really I don't feel like I sell yoga classes I create community, Yeah. and isn't that what we really want? You could take a yoga class anywhere. Yeah. You could do it at home. With your well, it's computer. about the
0: experience? Like it's right? the experience. That's, it's like what's what, what Starbucks buying exactly. like a three dollar coffee? It's really about
1: the feeling the, of the it.
0: feeling of going in there and doing it. Same yeah. thing. That's what they, we, we talk. I have a. A business mentor who we're going over mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff, and that's one of the major things yeah. we're talking about is how do we create community, but also how do we create that experience. So the second that they look at the website, uh, or they uh, talk to you on the phone, or get an email, you know that that feeling of uh, love, I think, yeah. needs to be there immediately. <laughs> I want to so be part of that. Them and they, I want to be part of that. You know, um, so important. Yeah. And I think that that's that's it. Doesn't so what you're doing in in your environment is. Doesn't really matter as much as, you know, how you're presenting it and how people feel when right. they walk in and when they're there.
1: Yeah, you know, you know that saying: what people won't remember what you do or what you said, but they will always remember how you made them feel. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, and that's you know, it's a lot of uh, consistency. There's a lot of consistency that has to happen there, and um, it's a lot of work, and it's but it's good work, and it has so many highs. So my biggest lesson about just being a studio owner. And I never really had this when I was just teaching, and I taught for, you know, over a decade, but just, like, the highs can be so high, like our our France, Flourish France retreat is, we have two spots left. It's literally almost sold out, so fun. So that's a real high, and then the lows can be a little bit low, but my thing is, you know, stay in that river, yep. stay in that, the highs are good, the lows aren't so bad, right? And mm-hmm. just stay, and don't let myself go so up or so down, and... That's the real practice. And isn't that yoga? Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, like,
2: uh, the first thing when I hear you say that, like, love comes to mind in my head. Like, if you don't feel the real muckety-muck, I feel like you can't feel the opposite side of it. Yeah. So, like, if you avoid the vulnerability of the muck, then you're not going to get the reward of the real passionate love. Yeah. You know, so, like, in success within a business, I think it could be similar, right? Yeah, like
1: totally. I love that analogy. You're,
2: if you're putting yourself in this vulnerable position, you're going to mm-hmm. have these, like, oh, God, no one's here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But then at the same time, you're going to, like, also create these amazing experiences for these people that is all yours. Yeah. Well, it's theirs,
0: but, like, you helped... Yeah, you create the space for them to have the experience.
1: So tell me about this France trip. Oh, France. Yeah. is Awesome. So to, to your point real quick, and then I'll talk about France. But um, at the beginning of Brene Brown's book, Daring Greatly, she has a quote by, I think it's Theodore Roosevelt. It's a Roosevelt, one of them. Anyway, it basically says, the people on the co- who are not on the court don't matter. They have no voice. They cannot criticize. It doesn't matter what they think. It's you on the court, and that's what matters. And the people with you on the court doing the thing, daring greatly with you, are the ones who have a say. Well, I can go into about this. But, like, <laughs> why,
2: do we, why do we concern ourselves so much yeah. with the people not on the court? Exactly. Like, we let them dictate everything, and it, they're and all they're in not our even, heads. They're not even—they're not even, they're
1: they're not the, even they're real the fans. They're, Exactly. They're
2: the—they're the, the the Buffalo Bills fans.
1: They're the spectators. Yeah. yeah, drinking beer and getting drunk, and we're on the court like toughing it out, showing up to our classes every day, hoping for the yeah. best. And right? Yeah. 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 So I don't know why we do that. Um, because as my <laughs> teacher said, what other people think of you is none of your effing business. <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't even it. worry about it. All right, yeah. France. So okay, so I'm in love with everything. French. I just am. My maiden name is Provenzano, which is of Provence. And my father, though he's Sicilian, has roots to France. And long story short, my second mama was French. She lived down the street from us and she was a World War II war bride who came with her. She was 19, came with a GI, married him, lived down the street and was my French teacher in high school. So I just love everything French. And she saw things in me that my mother just didn't see. So she was my second mom. Anyway, it's so cool. I love her, but she's passed on now. But um, So I love everything French. And we're doing... Um, I go every year if I can, almost every year. And I have a very good friend there. Her name is Isabel, and she's coming to uh, the retreat and teaching French for a couple days. And the retreat's in the pre-Pyrenees, so we're not at altitude, but we're uh, in the mountains. And I love the place we found because it's near um, an, the oldest walled city in France, in Europe, in fact. It's called Carcassonne. And we're gonna go there as an excursion for a day. All of our excursions are included. I wanted that because I think if you're just gonna do yoga on a retreat, you really don't have to travel that far yeah, <laughs> and have but. to convert your money to euros. But um, in the Fran- like everything's included. So we have four excursions, all your food. Um, it's a oh, beautiful nice. spot. That's awesome. Yeah we can walk to the hot springs we're going to go see some cave paintings we're going to the markets which i love the markets the best that i was born in a market in another life i'm sure of it i just love being (laughs) in the market i do i'm like a gypsy i just love the markets so much um so yeah so it's june 23rd to the 29th it's super affordable um it's like less than 1600 dollars includes everything
2: Wow, wow,
1: that's, that's cool. cool Yeah, yeah And then the what next gave
2: you, So so you just Did you just the idea come Or is something That you've been working on For a while um,
1: to do Both Because I did retreats a lot um, A couple years after I became a yoga teacher I did retreats up to the Adirondacks um, I have a place there So I brought a bunch of people We do yoga and hiking Yoga and uh, sh- Snowshoeing So I've done it before yes. So I know the formats um, And I took people to Costa Rica In the past so then i went back to school and i kind of didn't do that for a while because i was so busy but now we're back and we're doing it we're gonna go all over we're gonna go to italy in 2019 yeah so i'm super excited oh my gosh it's gonna be great i already have the spot we got our dates yeah
2: when i was in the army like i really wasn't psyched about being in the army but i just did it because i knew i had to do something when i graduated and then, like, you know, you do your time, and then, like, you know, right six months before you get out, they really start trying to get you to re-enlist.
1: Yeah.
2: And I was like, all right, if I'm going to re-enlist, I'm going to go somewhere cool. And I was like, I'll re-enlist. you guys got to send me to Fort Vicente, Italy, and then I'll re-enlist. And they're like, you can't. They don't send engineers there. You can't go. And I was like, well, if you give it to me, I'll go. And I was, I was like, committed. that If they would give me that base and send yeah. me there, You'd like, come. I would have went, but... Instead, I got out. Thank God, because <laughs> I got out in two thousand, January two thousand and one. September eleventh was that year. Oh wow! So I was, oh, yeah. I was in during the whole Clinton administration. So I really didn't do much. Right, right. Yeah. But yeah.
1: Wow.
2: I, it was kind of like by the grace of God that I got out when I did. And yeah.
1: Where is that fort? By which city? What's the biggest city nearby? Do you know? I have no idea. Okay. Cool. <laughs> no. Well, we're going to Tuscany. Oh, cool. So a nice little train ride near Siena up from Rome. yeah, that's awesome, yeah. I just what love do you it. think
2: these events like because you know i've done I've done some things here and there, but they really fill people up, and there's mm-hmm. something about them that really gets people's souls like
1: do you mean the travel part?
2: I think all parts, but like especially doing it with a community and a yeah. group. Like there's it's different than just going on a vacation with like, you know, your family.
1: Yeah. You know. I for me, I you know, I think um I really want to be able to do yoga wherever I go. So if I just travel, I don't really like to travel just to travel. I want to go and be purposeful in a way, meaning to be able to be my better self. For me, travel is a way to I don't know just be my better self and to get my habits like back on track and um, so I'd like to make it available because it's again it's like it's the same thing where teachers teach the class they want to take I do retreats I want to go to places I want to go and what I really love to focus on is either really nice activities with the yoga uh, like in the Adirondacks where we hike and stuff but in France it's cultural and there's a really great travel writer his name is Pico Iyer and he grew up in Japan. But he's written a lot on travel, and he says that travel rearranges your soul. And I just always blame, I tell my husband, who's not quite as into it as I am, I'm like, listen, I'm a Sagittarius. This isn't my sign. I, we travel. We're the travel sign. I have a wanderlust. I have to, There, nothing gives me as much pleasure, I don't think, as just planning a trip and being able to go and like we have a thing right now where I just um, I have tickets to see Van Morrison in February. Oh cool. And I just made it available as a as a like a contest on our Instagram and on our Facebook that we're giving away two tickets to that same concert. So, I don't know. I just feel like you can have everything you want as soon as you help everybody else get what they want. Yes. I that. And <laughs> so this is what I want. So I'm like, Van Morrison's <laughs> on my list. We're going. And so we were trying to figure out what to do with our kids for Christmas. And they're grown up. Like, you know, Santa's not coming anymore right now. So I'm <laughs> like, let's do wait, something wait. fun. My kids are grown up. I'm not doing Santa. He, uh, i under he, the he tree.
0: versus bubble with Santa.
1: Santa's yeah. going to skip our house and bring everything to yours. There you go. Okay. So we're going to do go. something Perfect. else. <laughs> That's what I'm talking uh-huh. about. We're, we've allowed him to skip. We put a we put a, no-fly zone up we put st- a no fly zone of stuff. Yeah, have no awesome. fly, good. just because, yeah. So I thought, well, why don't we do this as a fun thing? It's been a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Yeah, so.
2: I'm looking forward to traveling too. Like I, 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 I think it. like having kids somewhat younger. I spent like at least a good decade. Yeah. You know, doing like family vacations, but I never like I hear people that like you know just backpacked through Europe and it's just like wow I wish I could do that yeah I know I'm in the same boat and I I know I know like it's getting soon soon that's gonna start happening um I'm actually my both my parents are from Germany yeah so they're taking me next August and as a kid like they would leave me and I'd stay with my grandma and grandpa Uh, and my parents would go to Germany and they never took me and they're like well we're getting older we better take you now
1: so it's exciting. so your kids go too Oh no. No, your kids. Okay.
2: So the- I'm doing the exact same thing they did. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: about you, that. Yeah. But wouldn't nice. it be fun to have a trip like that was affordable, that you could have these adventures with your kids and not have to wait till they're grown up and you know? Yeah. I mean I love providing that.
2: Did you go on family vacations?
1: As a kid, no, my father hated to travel. He still barely flies. I mean, he's eighty two, but no, not as a kid, but as soon as... Um, funny, when I yeah, got I married, care. I didn't even care where we got married or how we got married. I didn't even care. I'm like, we're going to Europe. And we did. We went to Switzerland and Italy. And I just, again, I like, I love everything France and everything Europe. And
2: I mean, your eyes are lighting up as you're talking I'm
1: about like, yeah. this is my thing. I love... To, I just love it. I mean, I really want to live in Europe before I die.
0: Steve, did you nice. do, like, family vacations? No. No. We, I mean, my, my. I grew up in a very... Restrictive, you know. We go to Florida a couple times because my mm-hmm. my. Yeah, that's the exact vacation I do not whenever ever want. Yeah. yeah, it's the Florida. Yeah. Yeah, it's no. We didn't, unfortunately, you know, and I haven't. Um, yeah, so it's. You know, we didn't have a lot of money or anything growing up, you know. So yeah. it was just. I'm the oldest of eight kids. Oh wow, but,
1: eight kids! Wow, that's a tribe. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so <laughs> that's, that's that makes
0: it really that made it even more difficult, you know. So. I think this
2: new, yeah. Airbnb's are just absolutely amazing.
0: I've had my friends have done
2: those a lot. I've, I've, I've been looking, like, I've, there was one in Costa Rica that I saw It was a, it was a tree house, like, on the coast, in the jungle, that, like, had Wi-Fi in a shower, but it, it's in a tree, and, like, sloths and monkeys go by, and...
1: Super accessible, you know, yeah. it's really open to, it's a disruptive... dollars a night. Yeah, like, can you stand it? That's awesome. You should go. You should yeah, go, you for
2: should sure. Uh, yeah, I really do. I... I yeah. I have always hesitated, and I think in the past when we had lots of different business stuff going on, and my my ex wife was scared, petrified of leaving the country, oh, and so I, nice. I, I think with sighting it's, it's it's so much different because she's like a fire under my butt She wants to travel. You know, yeah, my wife is seriously afraid. Yeah, book it now. It's it does good person.
1: things for you. It's yeah. the, you know, and I mean research wise, back to my roots. Um, the the um, it's called planning um, a pleasant event. Uh, the feeling that you get from, and this is research based, that one gets from planning and the anticipation is as beneficial to your health and your mental health and your well being as is the actual trip. Wow. And so this is like just to plan I like it. That. Yeah, and it's not even so much how the trip goes or what you're doing, it's that you're planning and you're looking forward to something pleasant. So, scheduling mm-hmm. pleasant events. Is a real tool for creating well-being.
0: Well, isn't it go on the same lines of you know taking the po- that goes in the same lines as taking a positive outlook on things. Like you could, you could get um, you know, let's say you get, God forbid, you get robbed. You can look at it as being really fucking pissed off at that person and just take all that in and be mad and angry for forever. And then you you know, are physically disrupted by that in a negative manner. They're not. They just got your money or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or you can look at it as you know. This sucks, but they maybe needed it more than I did. Yeah, and I love them, and I send them blessings. Mm-hmm. And I will survive. I'm not going to end up on the streets. And if you look, so kind of the same thing that happens. That's yeah.
1: yeah, a perspective that's also called yeah. reframing, and it takes yeah. a little more psychic energy than I think uh, than planning well, something. Well, than planning, right? So it's a little what, bit different, like, yeah. but the but the result is that you have something good that you can you can dispel. In that case, when something negative happens, you can dispel the neg- the negative energy. And the rumination of being pissed and mad and all of that, which has its own psychic cost, if right. you will, yeah. um, in a way that's really helpful. So that's reframing, and that's really positive and very good. It's definitely part of positive psychology and really helpful. Yeah. And if we can teach our kids to do that, that's super important. Like, for example, if they, you know, say they don't do as well on a test as they want, it's really interesting to hear how they frame that. It's called attributional style, and it tells a lot about your kids' kind of... um, the way they think. Uh And it's... uh, I did my master's thesis on this, and I I was a reading reading teacher, and we got to do it on anything we wanted, which was so cool. But um, I did mine on kids' attributional style and whether parents could predict their kids style because my daughter at the time was like my oldest was like 8 years old and I read to her all the time and I was like this is so cool I just wanted to know it's based on a work by Martin Seligman who really is the father of positive psychology and he's from University of Pennsylvania in any case he wrote a book called Positive Kids in a Negative World and you can check it out and uh, it's all about how they would respond to certain events. So they you know, don't do as well on a test. Do they say, I suck, which is a negative attribution, like it's in me and I can't help it? Or do they say, that was a hard test, external? Mm-hmm. Or do they say, I'd done better if I would have studied? Meaning I have control over it. It was just a fluke. I can do better. Right. Right? Right. So there's tests in that book, and it's an older book, but it really was one of the basics. It's fascinating. It's so cool. It's cool. And it, with kids, you know, and you can see how they respond. You could say, read the book. I really recommend you read the book and then just see where they are and then help them reframe because that's a skill. Right. And a lot of times we have like an attributional tendency, and it might just be the way we're wired and, so you, and you probably see it, you both have two kids, you're going to see a difference in the kid where they say, oh, I'm, I suck, I'm, I'm bad, I'm awful at that. Boom. Like, I, you know, they re- deflect inside, they feel bad about themselves, or the other kid's like, eh, they have more resilience, they seem right. to shrug, shrug it off. But as parents, we can teach that, and we can reinforce the positive outlook and the good energy and like, hey, you can change that, you can do better next time. You have
0: you ever know? heard of the Colby test?
1: The Colby test? Yeah. Mm, tell me about the money. So this not is really cool.
0: So, so I had I just did this for myself. Um, I'm actually gonna have my wife do it, and I'm gonna have my daughter do it as well. Um, so the Colby basically I'm not gonna get this hundred percent right, but I, I, I it it does more than this, but the main test it it, it uh, gauges what your your initial response is, what your gut instinct is. You know, what your what you do in a situation. Yeah, like how you exactly. uh, what like so it helps a lot of companies will give it to Prospects uh, to for employees because they they'll see if you're this kind of person you're definitely not going to hire them for that specific job. Uh-huh. That kind of thing. So it's like thing. a
1: personality so test.
0: It's so, yeah, but it's it, it is, but it it goes it, it really goes down to like what that what is not going to change change in us. You know our gut instincts, how we respond to things. You know um, the initial things that happen. Like uh, uh, let's let, let me. Think of an example here. So you have some people that are really Mm detail-oriented. They're really, really, really good at like editing, okay, for instance. Okay. That is Something that's ingrained in them. I would be a horrible editor. It's not something that I could ever do. You know, it's not no. I don't have that my brain's not wired that way. Yeah. Do you for see what detail. I'm saying? So I'm yeah. I'm what's called a quick start person, which means that I go and I just go. I never stop and I go and I come up with a thousand ideas. Yeah. And I need everybody else around me to kinda of help me like keep me You're in. visionary. Chat. Yeah. So We're more
1: visionary. Yeah,
0: so We're full picture. But it, that's what it gives you and it's really yeah. kind of cool because for somebody like me, cool. It validated me. Because I get, I always get called like, I'm, I'm, I'm irresponsible, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm flighty or I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, too impulsive, that kind of thing. So it validated, but it reminded me of what you were saying because it's, because then what they do is they, there's ways that you deal with each individual person. You know? mm-hmm. So yeah. you would deal with me a little bit differently than you would deal with somebody who was, who was more of like a detail-oriented person. Yeah. You know? And vice versa. And, and you don't give them a hard time about it because they're not going to change. That aspect's not going to change. They can learn things and get a little bit better. Yeah. But their gut instinct, that's what they're on this planet for. They're on this planet. That detail-oriented person is on this planet to do detail-oriented jobs. You yeah. know? It's a fascinating you know. tool to build a team with. That's what I'm doing. I've got my, my one employee now just, just did it. And we lined up pretty good. She's not like me at all, which I already knew, but it was just validated. It made it, it was like, yes, thank God, I need you. <laughs> yeah. Cause, Cause otherwise yeah. I'm going to be off. And, Cause if, if I, work with somebody just like me, we will be off somewhere, <laughs> <laughs> run it off, like living in our nice little world of, Oh, let's do this. Oh, let's do this. Oh, yeah. well, let's try 7, this 7,000 projects go on, 7, on at once. Cause I literally have like books ideas of things in my phone and on things you know so yeah. it's, that's a really cool test like i would che- definitely tests, check it yeah. out colby test index a i think they have a bunch of different ones but that's like the initial one and they it's really cool because once you're done they walk you through it and they tell you she yes. explains everything yes yeah, so and how you is.
1: think and how you respond so it's those are like trait mm-hmm. tests so right, traits yeah. are things in you that aren't going to change right, that are stable exactly. over time exactly. yeah that's so cool the colby one there's others it's yeah kind of like yeah. the
2: love languages Yep. I the yeah, language. I love yeah, I did a lot what of I was. languages. I love languages. I love
1: that. That's yes. so good. Like,
2: are you a, I, a words of affirmation person, or do you like physical touch? Giving or,
1: gifts. What are yeah. the other ones? Giving what, what pre- about physical presence.
2: Uh. Uh, I think words of affirmation, definitely, and I think physical touch. I don't know, I was physical touch. But, mainly. uh because then there's uh, like, yeah, gifts, right? One is giving gifts. Yeah, but there's a sure. little quiz you can take it online. Yeah, I, didn't, like I did. You, person, you so like doing things for another person. So like giving
1: energy, did. like fixing things yeah. or doing things for the other person. Yeah,
2: acts of service. Acts yeah. of service. Good yeah. one. Oh,
1: you got, yeah, you remember the words. So there's yeah. like, are there four or five? I think, I there's, think there's five. Five? Yeah. So, yeah. That was a cool little test. That's a great yeah. test. Yeah. That book great. is so well done. Yeah. yeah, and it really—I think the whole thing about the, that book is that it's to know yourself and to understand your partner's love language, so that you read when they're being loving. Right. Right. So yeah. that
0: it's because we always want—we want—we want to be loved. How how we uh, want we want to be loved. Yeah. But not necessarily how they show their specific love to you yeah you
1: know, just like they, yoga if you know each
2: other you can say yeah. okay like if it's maybe cleaning up the kitchen and you know having house clean when you get home like that makes you feel like relaxed and happy mm-hmm. versus like I just want a big hug get home I haven't seen you all day give me a hug yeah you know um, yeah. it's so it's so important yeah and I think like going back to the children I, uh, with my children the one thing I've really worked so hard on is communication with because I think when you're that young, especially, you you have feelings that you can't articulate. Mm-hmm. And it takes time to practice to articulate them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, yeah. so, like, we sit down and we talk. Like, how did that make you feel?
1: That's great. You know,
2: how do you feel right now? Like, you know, especially through the last year, there's been a lot of transition in all our lives, right? And, like, you know, just taking the time to, like, really ask them how they feel and like a lot of times they'll be like I'm fine mm-hmm. you yeah. know but you have to you have to dig a little bit mm-hmm. and you have to like you know but what, how does this make you feel
1: so what changed in you where you could be able to do that because you were the fighter
2: oh I mean I you think, know I, I think for me it's been uh, it's like it's, it's been a sequence of events like over years and it's like not doing like I've done other things I've I've been the guy that I'll just leave and go to the bar, (laughs) you know, I've been that guy, like, that doesn't get me anywhere, and like, I think at the same time, I've always been a compassionate person underneath, but I always thought that was the weak side of me, and I Mm -hmm. put it back in, you know, and it's almost a relief, like, I can be this person that I want to be, I can be this loving, gentle human that, like, really cares and wants to assist people. Mm-hmm. You know, I find the most satisfaction in my life when I'm helping others, whether it's through, like, visioning goals and figuring out their lives, whether it's through yoga or physical fitness, like, or even nutrition, right? Like, I, mean, yeah. I love the crossroads when someone gets it and they're, like, Project Lean Nation, they walk in and they're ready to, like, I need to do something and they're ready, Yeah, you know? 'Cause there's a lot yeah. of people like I think I think in my earlier on I would like try to get people to get ready before they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I'm much better at like just waiting. And then when that person comes in front of me when they're ready, like, okay, I'm I'm a space for you and we'll figure it out. And yeah. like, you know, whether it's eating better or it's like just moving a little bit and starting to create some good habits or if it's like, what do I really want with my life? That's so like cool. I think I feel I just get excited talking about it here right now at this moment. Like, you know, like at work, I'm doing a a vision and goal seminar for the team. Nice. And I'm just like, we're just going to have a little workshop and like, I'm so excited about it. And you you know, you're excited about it when you start to get nervous and you start to think about backing out. (laughs) The measure
1: of good things. Yeah. 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 Okay.
2: I really need to do this.
1: Yeah. That's so cool. But I think it
2: was learning that in my life, personally, I think why I like it is because like when we start to have like intentions of what you want, how you want to feel, like in like creating, like how do I want to feel 10 years from today when I wake up, what are the feelings I want? What are the feelings I don't want? Mm -hmm. Who am I with? What am I doing? How's my body feel? What am I eating? Like, you know, I'll be 10 years older, like, and okay... Now I know that. What are the steps to get there?
1: So you're like a natural-born coach. I think so. Yeah.
2: absolutely no schooling. I just
1: yeah.
2: just, <laughs> just been practicing a lot. You know. Yeah. Well, I think
0: just telling your life story, and this this is this is one of the biggest things I've learned, being the kind of the more of the 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 <laughs> I what I like to say the extrovert in hiding for so many years.
1: The extrovert in hiding. You know, <laughs> I love that. that.
0: I now that I've turned the corner, same thing, just telling the story. If you tell your story and you're genuine with it, that's how you best help people when you come and you find out you're good at coaching, you're good at something else, you're good at this. And you know the fuck the education, but no no offense. You no, know, it's, I it's, get that. It's but I totally the education do. It's is very imp- don't don't get me wrong, the education <laughs> is very important. The education is very important. That was my inside voice speaking out really loud. Um, <laughs> But it doesn't. It's not every. It's not everything, right? So it's no. when you're when you're honest and when you're true with yourself. I feel like that a lot of times that is the most profound way to really help people because then they can relate to what you've gone. What they can relate to what you've gone through. It's you also know? so listening to them
2: too. Like I think yeah. I think becoming a really good intentional listener mm-hmm. is super important. Yeah, like you have to listen fully a lot of times we have that answer before they even finish their statements and hearing someone through. And I love the question when I, you know, when someone's in a struggling spot, it's like, what would you do if money wasn't an issue? Because a lot of times it's a money issue, Mm -hmm. you know, and if that's, you can kind of figure out if it's money or not, you know, with that question, but what, how would you be spending your life if like you could do anything you wanted? Mm-hmm. And you have to live with that kind of like imagining like I'm a, I'm a fairy and I can right. grant you whatever you want. What would you do?
1: That's the magical you know? question.
2: people yeah. like, you know because like a lot of people are like, oh, I just want lots of money. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, mm-hmm. what would you do with the money though? Okay, okay? So maybe you have some bills and they're paid off. They'll probably happen pretty quickly if you had a boatload of money, then what would you do with it?
0: right?
1: And they have you know. no clue. <laughs> most people, idea,
0: most right? people are so shut down and so in their yeah. in their talking about routines that they just they don't know. It's crazy, you know. We're not we're not taught that in schools. We're taught right. to learn A B C D and 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 then go to college and then go you know work at a job doing something and right. then retire and then blah 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 and then you know whatever <laughs> get fat and old we'll go to Florida, um, <laughs> and uh, and you know it's, it's like. Yeah. I know, and it's Beyond like
1: spiritually died. It's like
0: right. It's like yeah, we if we just them talk. Again. One of the things that my my one of my friends do, which is freaking amazing, that I that I'm kind of jealous of, is they have their, their kids. They're down in um in the Catskill, area, and they have their kids go to Steiner <laughs> School. Um, yeah. And Super it's cool. what is that? It's a,
1: It's like oh, Waldorf.
0: Well, yeah, it's Waldorf. And Steiner is a he was a philosopher. Um, Ro, uh, Rudolf Steiner, he's a German. Um, he was a philosopher. Oh, do you know when? Like eighteen? Uh, like I, I don't know Not exactly when. A guy named David Wolfe, uh, who was right where I got my um, my health coaching certifications from, was a big fan of his. So he would quote him a lot. But he was all about you know um, farming, digging in the dirt, you know meditation, um, and just natural things and like living community. It was huge in community. So that school there is huge in community. They're learning four different languages. It's wow. insane. And it's, it's like, okay. that's how and they're learning in their environment how to be creative. Like what are your talents? Mm-hmm. And then we're going to, we're going to nurture your talents. We're going to grow your talents, I you love know? That. So I'm like, I'm telling my wife, I'm like, they don't have a Steiner school up here, but um, I'm like, we need to do something like that, right? For our, for our kids. Cause it's just, they'll thrive. If I had that, if I had that support, you know, among other things, I you know I'm always been the more of a creative person. I'm not. I've never been a, a you know. Not. And I think a lot of people are more creative than not. You know. We shut. We that all down, have that. Yeah, we shut that down so well, that's much. The, you know? the monotony
2: of like the kind of like regular job, right? Right. Like um, where it's just kind of you lose that creative ability. Yeah. Where like you know you're going in and you have a set task and you're doing this and that's it and it doesn't allow you. That's where like like working at where I work like they really. Let us have a floor for creativity, how to grow a business, and they leave it That's to us, super right? Smart. That's, you know, and yeah. I think businesses that do that are not only like growing, but they're they're allowing their people to grow as humans. So people
0: feel like they're a you part know, of something, yeah. not just working. It for It builds somebody. community,
2: right? Yeah. Yeah. It builds connection.
0: You know, versus so like, cool.
2: no, you do this, this, and this. You do it this way, right? And I want it like that every time, and right. just repeat that, right? You know, and it's just like, oh, like I'm just when I've been in those situations in my life, I feel like my life is just wasting away. Yeah. yeah. Totally.
1: Well, there's a school that you, like you were mentioning, um, there's a Waldorf school in East Aurora, I'm positive. Oh, really? Yeah, and there's a school of the similar nature in Ithaca, so they're around us, but I don't yeah. know of any in of Rochester, them in Rochester. Rochester I mean, there's
0: the, there's the Montessori, is it which it is somewhere. Rochester, is it
2: like a yeah. higher education?
1: Or is it like no, it's for kids. No, it's for
0: kids, so they're, they're I think, really in education. second grade now. But it starts in kindergarten. I think it actually starts in daycare, preschool. It's I think a philosophy
1: of how kids learn and be... Yeah.
0: They could do horseback riding every day. They, they learn how to yeah. plant. They dig in the dirt. It's... Oh, I was like, I can't... So cool. you know. Yeah,
1: you would have loved that, huh?
0: Yeah, and I would love it for my kids, you
1: know. Um,
0: I'm a hippie, though. You know?
1: It's a good like thing. It. Hippies are good. Hippies are, well, what, are you, what does that really mean? It just oh, it means, like, mean. being back to the earth and just being natural and what we're really meant to be. It and just
0: means love, means loving each like you know, <laughs> other.
1: So to your point about education, which I sure. love, it's, you know, I always tell my clients, it's not about what you know. Right. It's about what you practice. Right. And that mm-hmm. applies for me as yeah. well. It's really not what about I, what, what I know. I just happen to be like probably have an excessive curiosity gene. Right. Which causes me a lot of trouble. Like it's not been easy. It's been oh, really yeah, hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like my husband's like, why would you do that? I'm like, oh, I just can't. It's in me. I have to. Yeah. You know, but it's really not about that. It's about what you practice and, and how you share what you do know. Um, so that's really more important to me. And I just had, was thinking earlier about our travel discussion. That one thing that we did with our kids that I really loved, and I would recommend to everyone because it's not—it doesn't have to be expensive—and it's a way <coughs> to get your, um, yeah, to get your kids out and yeah. about. Is um, our younger daughter took a—they uh, just did a unit in second grade on the national parks, mm-hmm. and so ever since then, she was just enamored with the national parks. And so every year, almost every year, while they were growing up. We took our kids to a national park. And so we went all over the country, just wow. doing, just even for a week in the summer. Um, and it was fantastic. It was a wonderful way to travel with them in a meaningful way and hike and be in nature. And yeah, do quite a bit of history, um, American history anyway, associated with it. So that was super cool. Like sneaking it in almost. Yeah. yeah, and it was based on what she wanted to do. And then as our older daughter got older, she's like, well, you know, I want to do the city thing, too. So then we did L.A. <laughs> and Sequoia National Park, which is an easy drive. So that was a really fun compromise. That's cool. But, yeah, it was super cool, super cool. fun. There's so many great things out there, you know, and um, I just really uh, appreciate and value what you guys are bringing to the table. Not Good just thing. this podcast, which is super cool, but, you know, you're teaching and you're growing and you're bringing your, your – uh, your interests to life. You're on the court.
0: Well, the whole thing like too it. is creating that community that we're talking about. Yeah. There's no reason why all the Pilates studios in Rochester, all the yoga studios in Rochester need to be butting heads against each other or saying you suck. We're the best or come over here trying to, you know, I think we can, I know, I don't even think, I know we can all be successful, you know, delivering what we're delivering. Cause we all come from, we all have different stories we all have different backgrounds. We all have different perspectives. And pe- certain people are going to latch on to certain perspectives and certain things. And I think that that's, that's one of the things you want to do in a podcast is just you know have people listen, be able to learn and, and know that, number one, that they can follow their dreams. And hopefully we're inspiring people to do that. Yeah. But also just... Letting people know all the different things that are in Rochester because a lot of people don't know all the Pilates studios in Rochester, yeah. or all the yoga studios in Rochester, and they can go around. They might want to do like like what Rodney does. He loves to just go to different studios and follow different instructors that he likes. So then yeah. they're going to get to know that, and that's the important thing. All the ones that are, have the shitty attitudes, they're going to in that they're just going to get weeded out eventually. You know, they're they're the ones that are just going to not. You know, be successful, but or if they'll just be with the other, people and like right exactly, has, and they'll they'll be it, the ones They'll be there Just ideas. saying, they're judging everybody else. You know, but <laughs> that that was the whole point. Is it doesn't yeah. need to be a competition at all, and they it's like hugely it. competitive, but it doesn't need to be. You know, there's enough yeah. for everybody out well, there. Well,
1: you bring yourself wherever you yeah. go. You know, so if you just bring the energy of mutual, you know, growth, there's enough. We have we can't live in a zero sum game. And the universe doesn't no. operate that it does way. does not operate that way. There's it's, more energy begets energy. Yeah. And if we bring that good, like, there's enough for everyone. Um, that's how it will go. And then, yeah, and it's about being open to that. So
2: Yeah, I think with us in this podcast, like, I, I we are doing it without an intention. Like, just doing it. Like, yeah. we're doing it with an intention, right, the, to bring great people on and do this stuff. But, like, we're not looking to get anything out of it we're just doing it because we feel like it's it good. And then like our conversations are, are like kind of intentionless to a degree. Yeah. You know? I
1: love the free form format.
2: You know, we and just like talk it. and like just digging the people and personalities. And I mean, the one thing I think we've noticed is a lot of like the people we bring on, because we try to bring people on that inspire us and that are interesting. It's this, a lot of times like the redundancy of what people are saying kind of hits time yeah. and time. Yeah. And then, like, and it's like,
1: give me an example. Can you think of
0: something? um we're always talking about community. Well, the wise,
2: the wise yeah. in life. Yeah. yeah. You know, like you have to have good wise. You want to do something, why do you want to
0: do it? Yeah.
1: You good wise. Yeah. Good and wise. I like that. But good I think
0: it's, it's it's it says something, you know, but I think this is, you know, I believe that um, that the universe brings in, how to see if I can say this right, what is needed at the time, mm-hmm. you know. And I and I feel like um, that this is what Rochester needs is more community. It needs people to kind of come together a little bit yeah. more and to grow and to, to support each other and be more open with each other's practices and what each other's, uh, you know, beliefs are, or non-beliefs are, or whatever it is. And realize that we are none of that. We are, we are much deeper than all that shit. You yeah. Know? And I, and i and I'm hoping that this, starts that revolution somewhere in Rochester. and I think it's needed. It's needed not just in Rochester, it's needed everywhere, but we're starting it here and we'll hopefully grow to where it comes past this, you know, comes beyond this. But I think that that's 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 what I would love to see, you know, and it's just that 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 expansion of amazing energy and just, yeah. and just like the same sure. I know you love this shirt well if you yeah.
1: wear your favorite shirt every you know his uh, favorite shirt uh, every nice Friday shirt. it's gonna good be nice good shirt. it's good energy flowing it's my, fr-
0: my Friday shirt I guess I'll have to wear it every time now
1: <laughs> <laughs> you have to end this, this show with that song India Arya. I don't know if you can put songs on it but I love that song I Am Light that we're not our past and we're not our uh, yeah, you know yeah, our it. yeah it's just that we're light and that we bring that together and you know, the candle doesn't diminish when it shares its light, it just grows. So Yeah. Super,
2: so super we always cool. like to end the the podcast with like yeah. just some words of wisdom for someone. Mm-hmm. Or maybe this somebody mm-hmm. is just kind of sitting alone mm-hmm. in the dark, you can and mm-hmm. to go out and get the things and do the things they want. Like what are some things you could say that come from your heart for that person yeah. to find some focus in life and different things.
1: Does that make sense? Yeah, it okay. sure does. Oh, so let me bear it down. I would say that it takes a lot of bravery to step out. If, if someone's listening to this and they're in that space and feeling dark and alone, that it takes bravery to step out, but you won't regret that. That to continue to reach out and to connect... And to connect with other people, and to connect in a way that's healthy and beneficial, is um, is what you need to do. And there are so many opportunities. There are so many people that care about each other, that are helping, that are reaching, that are in the game. And you just have to really open your door and ask the first person, and just be open to that because there's help everywhere. You don't. We're not alone. Yeah. we just get fooled by the darkness and think that's the light and that's what it is no, it's just a shadow and the good news is that shadows are everywhere and we see them every day in our lives and in a, everywhere we look but shadows are just a reflection to remind us that there's light somewhere and so my words of wisdom are to reach out, to connect with other people take a yoga class try something new, be brave you won't regret that Awesome. Yeah. That's,
0: that's great. So where can people find you? For oh, yoga I am always at my
1: studio in East Rochester at Flourish Yoga Project, okay. 129 West Commercial Street, East Rochester, two doors from Lemoncello, a little restaurant there. We're there a lot. They can definitely find us online. Our website's pretty comprehensive. If you have anything there, let us know. Everything's on it. Check it out. Show up. Awesome. And connect and... Yeah, Yeah, hope to see y'all soon.
0: Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. It
1: was so much fun talking to you guys. It's been
0: great. So everyone listening, please remember to like, share, comment, questions, concerns, rant. It doesn't matter. Just definitely uh, give us a a shout out a a like at least. And um, we will see you guys next time. Thanks a lot.